Hey guys, it's your girl Etta, also known as the CEO paralegal, author, legal consultant, legal educator, and of course, your host of the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast. Join in on the fun by downloading, subscribing, and sharing our content. You can also take your support further by hitting the coin icon on the Let's Talk Paralegal website, where as a thank you, we will provide you with exclusive content, news, and maybe even some swag. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause and share your support now. In this episode, I get to speak with Harry Spate, founder and author of Selling with Dignity. In a world where we are constantly being sold something via commercials, social media, general ads, you name it, we have to come to the realization that selling is everywhere. So we talk about the world of selling and how to put the human aspects back into it. Listen in for more. Need an extra set of hands for a case that requires a little more investigation work? Check out our proud sponsor of Season 3, Affirm Investigative Solutions, where you get the tailored and personal care for your case when you need it most. With over 10 years of experience, Affirm Investigative Solutions makes the process easy. Set up a call, develop a plan, and then execute that plan. Affirm Investigative Solutions the litigation partner that has your back. Welcome to the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast, Harry. I'm so excited to have you and for you to be talking about a topic that transpires really throughout all industries. Um, I know your industry in particular is sales, but I think the concepts and everything that you introduce within your platform um, really does transpire in other platforms and other industries. So without further ado, welcome, Harry, to the Let's Talk Paralegal podcast. Etta, it is an honor to be here. So I'm really looking forward to the conversation. You're uh, setting the world on fire in a good way. So happy to serve your clients and your audience in any way that I can. Absolutely. And just for you guys that don't know or are not familiar with Harry, he is the founder of Selling with Dignity. He's written a book with a lot of concepts that I think are useful for both in and out of the legal industry, whether or not you're in sales. Um, I have read the synopsis. I have to be open and upfront with you. I have not read the entire book. Um, but I am really interested in these concepts. Like I was saying before, I was reading a similar uh, book um, but it was more towards human resource. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of synergy there. So it's really amazing how these industries supposedly are so opposite, but yet so similar. And I think that really does happen within our legal industry. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we see ourselves as law firm workers or legal department, but at the end of the day, we kind of do the same thing in the, in the same services and the same concepts kind of really flourish within those industries. So tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what your you know mission is and really your journey because it's quite interesting. Yeah, well, I, I again I appreciate you asking, and I totally agree that what you and I talk about, even though it's sales to me, life is sales, and sales is life. I mean, from coming out of the womb when we first make the cry that we want to be held and nurtured, that's selling. We're asking for the order early on, and so I think selling can be very natural and something that doesn't need to be feared. And we certainly don't need to be pushy about it. I love that. <laughs> uh, thank you. And as a mom, I think you can appreciate that, right? It's Absolutely. like, yeah. <laughs> so next time when uh, the baby is hollering, it's like that little sales guy <laughs> asking for another order. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, it's funny. So uh, years ago, when uh, my kids are small, 
I knew my daughter was going to be uh, in sales one way or another, but her, her line to me was, Daddy, can I have two cookies or three? So she uh, she didn't ask for a cookie. She had the alternative closed down. And uh, I said, well, how about what happened to one or <laughs> have a cookie, right? So this is, this is why I love sales is because it's such a natural thing and can be so much fun. So my journey, Etta, is um, prior to sales, the official sales, I was a missionary, which is a different, you know, as I mentioned, it's just a different type of selling. Even though I wasn't getting paid, it's selling an idea, it's selling concepts, which is a better life. Uh, and my wife and I, I spended, uh, I spent, we spent a couple of years in the Dominican Republic where I learned a ton which I feel like we got way more out of that experience than any Dominican got out of us visiting them. Aww. So just, it was a tremendous experience and things that you learned about culture, being able to listen, being empathic when you, with your listening. Um, and, you know, you, we had to show that we could relate to people and that's not easy to do when you're a foreigner. Right. When, I mean, we didn't look anything like the Dominicans looked. We were completely, we stood out and then trying to speak Spanish. You I know, was going to say the language barrier must have been yeah. a struggle. And, and Dominican Spanish is not the easiest. From what I understand, it's uh, speaking island Spanish is. Uh, yeah, is so there's chapter. like Caribbean, South American, Central America. So yeah, everybody <laughs> thinks that Spanish is one language, but it's a whole bunch of uh, dialects depending on who actually went into those countries or, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so true. And so from there, um, we left that work and I ended up getting, I wanted to get a job in sales. We'll keep that real short. I found an opportunity and... For the first several months, I was trying to incorporate what sales was in corporate because I was in corporate sales and I was just failing miserably. I mean, mm -hmm. I heard people that were closing, they're bringing deals to the manager, they're asking, doing the ne negotiation, all this. And I'm like, I have no clue as to what I'm doing. And I was failing. I mean, I was putting up a lot of zeros and I was asked all the time, what was I going to sell? And it's like, I got nothing. And so I was actually, I was written up, I was put on a performance improvement plan with, you know, this is, you know, you need to shape up or we're going to. Oh my goodness. Right? You didn't tell me this before. No, I, I found this letter recently. It's one of those things that I saved. So here I was, you know, the future is looking very bleak. And I remember saying, I know how to serve people. I'll just kill people with my service. It'll kill them in a nice way, right? I'll win deals by serving people. And that just turned things around for me completely and it became what I was, which is servant-minded. I let go of the, you know, I've got to have this sales persona thing. And I was uh, who I really was, myself. And that led to a great career. I became a VP of sales for a Fortune 500 company. Washington, D.C., right? And so it was my mission background that led to this. And then after 20 years, I said, you know, I'm going to write a book based on that experience. And I feel like it will help people who don't want to be the pushy salesy type that just want to serve people. And there, there is business for them as well. And uh, that's really what I 
focused on. And that's what I found um, after I wrote the book as to how many people this definitely speaks to. I love I love that you said serve people because I literally just wrote a post today on LinkedIn about us being servants of our people and our community. Yeah. Because I feel like as legal professionals or as any professional, really, because we're talking in generalities today, even though love you guys, love my legal community, um, but we forget, we get caught up in our daily tasks, responsibilities, the deadlines, the numbers that we have to hit, or the cases we have to close, or, you know, fill in the blank, X, Y, and Z, whatever that looks like for you in this moment um, in time. We get so caught up in that that we forget why we actually started this in the first place, what created this chain reaction, what initiated our fire, our ambition, our Mm. motivation in general. And we get that's where depression, anxiety, burnout, all these other um, related issues, physical, we get sick. A lot of people don't understand that even though there's not a cold or a flu or something going around, if you get colds or a flu, that's really your body telling you to slow down and calm down. Um, and it's their defense mechanism, right? Cause mm-hmm. all we are is a very highly sophisticated <laughs> computer. Really? That's really yeah. what the human body is all about. And since uh, my yoga journey, I've learned a lot about the anatomy, which a lot of people don't don't realize that is. Oh my goodness! To do with it, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, I've learned about all of this, and it really is helpful to find outlets, to find purpose, to find missions, right? Um, yeah. To find something that you can hold on to, maybe some daily reminders or something, right? Find something in your life that will really give you that reminder. And you as a missionary, of course, completely understand the needs of others and really understand a helpful hand because that's really what missionaries do. Um, They're there to help. They're there to guide. They're there to really just be there and be present and then help them in any way that they can possibly be. And I, I have such a not only respect, just a very like soft place in my heart, because there's a lot of people in my family and my community that are just, they're, they call themselves advocates or missionaries or Mm -hmm. Christians or whatever, whatever, and whatever form it takes. Again, the symmetry, the synergy, I don't think a lot of people understand that everything just is full circle. Yeah, totally. You mentioned this led you to a book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. About that book. Um, and talk about, well, obviously we know the inspiration because you told us the journey, but really talk to us about like the principles and the things that led you to be like, yes, this is what the community needs. This is what the audience needs. Okay. So I just love what you said earlier about. Uh... Well, go, feel free. <laughs> okay. Feel so, free. Like, I mean, not tied to it. <laughs> right. I, I can't let it go as far as what you said about the, the body and how we're connected to our thinking and stress. It's like, I, you know, I was, you know, in a high pressure job. I mean, I was working for, I was VP of sales for a public publicly held company in Washington, DC. There was tons of stress that one could have. I chose, you know, there were times when I was super stressful and then I realized that this is really not who I am. And when I realized that, you know, just because I had the title didn't mean I needed to live like a lot of people lived. 
And I chose to let go of the stress and to laugh and to enjoy the experience. And I totally agree that people who are sick all the time, you got to look at what's going on in your life. And when you'll find frequently that there's a big stress factor or factors that are causing angst in your life that are going to cause ailments to come out somewhere else, which totally agree with. So just wanted to uh, show that I was in complete agreement with that. Of course. So the book, um, even though I wrote the book is for sales, people like yourself who have uh, mentioned it or read it and said, well, this really applies to a lot of different areas. It can apply to parenting. It applies to marriage. It's just, it's not always about when I say sales, um, but things that I speak about in the book is about being kind, um, being patient, being persistent, how to treat others, having a servant mindset, you know, having uh, a positive attitude, um, sticking with something till you see it through. I mean, these are all various topics that get covered and we all deal with that, right? That's Whatever cool. aspect of our life uh, we're dealing with, well, I need to be patient. Uh, you know, an example, I think as a parent, for instance, um, who of us doesn't want to just tell our kids that, hey, this is the way to do it. Do it my way and just listen to me, right? We can blurt that out. But what do, you know, teenagers, especially what happens to them? They're like, dad, I'm, you know, whatever you're saying now is a language I don't understand. Absolutely. It's just noise. Yeah. So we have to work at becoming friends, right? Someone that they can actually come to us for advice. And the minute we show that we are going to give unsolicited advice, it's sort of like the salesperson that's pushing someone to a sale when they're not ready for it. It is the same reaction because we're going to push the client away and we're going to push our kids away. Yeah. And yes. so my wife and I even have conversations about our own kids. I mean, we have challenges. So I mean, trust me, we're, we're, we're normal people. We have tons of challenges. And I asked the other day, I said, so I know you want to say something and I want to say it too, but what do we gain out of saying something that's unsolicited other than it feels good to say it? Hmm. Okay. And right. It's just, you know, the answer was nothing because it, you know, it's like the person isn't ready to buy. They're not ready to listen to us. So us saying it isn't going to win them over just like it's true with in business. So, you know, this, this happens everywhere. So I'm not sure if that answers, but these are the topics no, that and are I covered love it. In the I book. love yeah. that you brought that up and not to cut you off because I'm so yeah. intrigued. I can literally okay. listen to you talk all day. Um, <laughs> but I love that um you showed that, right? That that you reflected those things because I feel like emotional intelligence, human interaction in general, mm -hmm. people feel like it's so complicated. And people are like, oh, this person doesn't listen to me, or mm. they don't understand me, or um, they're X, Y, and Z. And then that person in their life becomes either difficult, right? So mm -hmm. it can translate in your professional life as a difficult client, as yeah. a difficult colleague, as a authority that doesn't understand your needs. Um, and in your personal life, spouse, children, any family member, you name it, family, mm -hmm. friends. 
So um, understanding that you have to meet them where they're at sometimes, right? right? Um, and, And that can be tough, right? Because we have this really, really good and bad thing it's called ego and a lot of people just don't know how to let it go um and so that really creates some conflict and then sometimes you're so into your head and you're so into your reality that you don't take the time to step back and be like well maybe it's not that they're not listening or understanding me maybe they're just looking at it and listening to it in a different way yeah so it's kind of like that very famous meme where there's like a six and a nine on the floor. And then there's one person on one side of the number. And then there's another person on the other. And then if you look at it one way, it's a nine. If you look at it in the other way, it's the number six. And so people are like, no, it's a nine. And then the other one's like, no, it's a six. And it's like, well, you're both right. It just depends on where you're looking at it. And obviously that translates everywhere. (laughs) everywhere in life um you know we can see it in our current narratives with politics and with society in general what's happening around the world um we see it in current news in late news because you know history loves to repeat itself um and you know the more you educate yourself the more you actually read the more you and and i'm not talking about reading just one set of skills right so One thing I've learned, and it took me a long time to learn, was that you need to read different perspectives so that you can create your own, right? So Mm -hmm. understanding other people, me being multilingual, that was a little easier for me than most because I was able to understand the Hispanic side. I was Mm -hmm. able to understand the Hebrew side because my father spoke Hebrew. I was able to understand Creole because I learned Creole. So Mm -hmm. understanding the more you learn through language, through culture, um, growing up in South Florida, it's the melting pot of America. We have almost every single nationality, ethnicity, like this is where it's at. If you want diversity and inclusion, we are the creators and inventors of this because there are so many different types of beautiful colors and beautiful uh, cultures surrounding us day in and day out that there's no such thing as segregation. There's no such thing as being ignorant to others or not understanding others because it's just so blinked. You know, you can literally just drive a street and see like a Jamaican restaurant, like a real, like actual, like Jamaicans yeah, running, right. cooking, you know, it's um, <laughs> a oxtail. Western, right. And then you'll have the, uh, we have one, a West African restaurant, which is delicious by the way, if you've never had West African food, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> so understanding all of this kind of really goes back to sales. I, a lot of people think I may have gone off the rail tracks here, but no. it all comes back to, yeah, sales, to your legal profession, to your profession in general, to your, um, those relationships that you feel that are hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not in a good way. Um, and you know, we always have the, you know, we always hear about those stories about like the crazy on or like the yep. you know, person we never speak about, um, and things like that. Uh, but I love that you say that. I love that you say being kind, right? We all know that in a world where you can be anything, be kind. You know, we see this. We see this day in and day out. Uh, we see a lot of leaders, world leaders as well, carrying these messages. But I don't think it's actually, like, actually retained. Like, yeah. People don't actually retain those messages. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, that's a cool little saying. 
um, you know, or that's really nice for like people that don't live in my world. Right. Um, you know what well, I mean? They, they, like, they can become cliche. We're all living in the same world, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That that doesn't work in my life, right? That I mean, I've heard people say certain things like that. Like um people will ghost in sales, right? Does that happen in the legal profession where someone just stops communicating and disappears? Yes, especially yeah. with clients. There's yeah. a lot of clients that just like you you try to communicate with them and you try to reach out to them to get more facts, to mm-hmm. get more um, information from them as far yeah. as like contact information in general. It, you know, they either move and they never tell you. Um, they change their phone numbers. And mm-hmm. so here you are with a case and you have no idea what to do with it because they literally just ghosted, like you said. Um, it happens all the time. Witnesses. Yeah. You know, when yeah. we're tracking down witnesses or when we're tracking down factual um, witnesses rather than expert witnesses. So there's there's plenty of that uh, happening in the legal industry day in and day out, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, these are things that are they're relatively new to us. I mean, it's like this is a more of a recent phenomenon where people just disappear. You know, so how are we being viewed hmm. if we're if we're if we're annoying, we're going to have more ghosting. If people view us as inconsiderate, it's all about us. Guess what? There'll be more ghosting. If we show up as being kind, we show up as a friend, we show up that we're concerned for their well-being. I'm not saying all the ghosting disappears, but it becomes a lot better where, you know, where you can make a call, like anyone can make a call to their friends. And the friends are going to pick up the phone. Maybe not right there. They're going to respond to a text. You know, we accept that with our friends. With the clients, though, it's like, why isn't this person returning the call? This idiot is not responding. Don't they know I need this? And we're projecting that they're an idiot. Mm. That shows up. It shows up. So we think it doesn't, right? We feel like we can fool people how we really feel. It shows up. It shows up in our face. It shows up in the way we listen. It shows up in our gestures. And so when people say, well, I can fool people. They don't really know how I feel. This this guy, Harry, he's an idiot. And I'm just going to be nice to him and Harry will be fooled. I'm going to see through that, right? Most of us can pick up that sixth sense where we see through things. So the reason I'm bringing that up is that throughout every aspect of our life, when we're communicating with people, what our real message is inside of us is going to come out. And it may not come out verbally. It will come out in other aspects and people pick up on that. And so we all do it. We all can recognize when someone's you know, playing us, but we think we can fool everyone else when we want to play someone. So... This is all part of, of like what you said earlier, Edda, is understanding people in different languages and cultures helps us to be empathic, right? Help us to be empathetic towards them so that we can put ourselves in their shoes and look at the world from the way they view the world versus us and the way we view the world. And um, right? I feel like connecting with them as well, right? So when I'm doing, cause I do my own sales, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. as a business owner or a small business owner, you usually tend to be your first salesperson until obviously you get to a certain point. 
Yeah. Um, right now, I'm still on the second, third stage, whatever it's called. But um, yeah. and I've learned that as well. I've learned that true connection. Mm-hmm. Um, like we met through a mutual person through our yeah. network. Um, but having those true connections, right? So like when I meet somebody and I find something super interesting, um, like we're both parents, right? Mm-hmm. That's like something that we can actually empathize and understand each other. And regardless yep. of the age, regardless of whatever, it's a journey, right? Parenthood mm-hmm. is a journey. We can kind of really connect on that level as well. Um, we both understand business, right? So we 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 harp on that. And those are actual connections that we can really be honest and mm-hmm. real and not have to lie, right? Yeah. And not have to make things up. So I feel like, you know, um, it has to be where you have to be human again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And you have to connect. Right. Yes. You have to right. connect with people. You like real, like you know, uh, when I meet parent and when I meet like clients, or I'm always networking. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing about me. Yeah. I can be at a volunteer at my child's school. <laughs> I can be at the grocery store doing groceries. I, I'm literally always connecting with people, which mm-hmm. in the business world is called networking. Mm-hmm. And I'm always talking about what I do because it's genuinely what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And perfect example, I was at a birthday party for one of my cousins and I was, you know, talking and everybody's like, wow, you're so intellectual. I love it. You know, and everybody's just because I can talk a little bit about everything because I yeah. read about everything. And mm-hmm. since I know so many people in different industries, I kind of know a little bit of something. So I'm always yeah. able to put in my two cents or learn more on something. <laughs> right. And so yeah. we're talking, and these are business people. You know, my, my cousin's very high end in the in the class, you know, very high class. They live in a very you know, luxury um, neighborhood. So these mm-hmm. are, you know, we're talking about lawyers, engineers, mm-hmm. doctors, you know, like very upper class people, but really nice, genuine people. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to them. Obviously, I'm nowhere near that class, but I'm talking to them like if I was, you know, and I'm just right there with them. And I was so proud of myself. And then they finally just turned to me and said, well, what do you do? And so I told them and I started talking about my business and what I do and this and that. And all of a sudden, I realized there was about three attorneys there. Uh, their daughter's about to go into paralegal school and this and that. And it's just, you know, they met me as a person first, right? Because this is a very, it's a birthday party, right? So yeah. we're very, like not, you know, network uh, related, but they just, they're like, oh my God, you're just a person I would love to work with. You are just genuinely a good person. And See I'm how like, natural that is? But this is what we can do every day, right? Yeah, every right. Day we can do this. We can yeah. make connections with people. We can go up to strangers. Like the other day I was at a grocery store shopping for my ham and my turkey for Thanksgiving. And the lady <laughs> has no idea what to do. So my mom strikes up a conversation with her. This was literally Friday. Mm-hmm. And my mom strikes up a conversation with her because she spoke Spanish. And so they're talking there and she goes, I've never cooked a ham. I have no idea what to do. She goes, my daughter is amazing. She always brings a ham. That's like her main job is to bring the ham. She's like, Ella, come over. And I come over and I explain to her. I ended up like giving her my recipe. It was, you know, it's just what happened to that, right? What happened to just being human and just saying, yeah, here, I can help you. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, I, I just love it. And this is exactly the way sales can be. 
And when people think that they have to change their personality, I've heard people say the nicest people in the world and say things like, yeah, I've been told I'm a terrible salesperson because I'm too nice. It's like, no, you you don't. <laughs> who's telling you this? Right. So you don't have to have a personality for business and a personality for your, you know, your non-business life. And you show up as a jerk and say, well, I just got my way or the highway, but I'm never going to be like that at home. Right. Why would you have this alternative life? How do you remember who you are? So be, I think the, the answer is be your authentic self wherever you are and you can't go wrong, right? No, no, not at all. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget that though, right? Yeah. And we're so eager to get the business or the sale or the client or whatever, um, the job and yep. forget that uh, this is going to be a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. You want to start it off on a lie, you know? (laughs) And if they're going to hire you, they're going to hire you. They're not going to hire this persona. They're not going to hire this illusion because at the end of the day, to cultivate a relationship and to continue that relationship and to make that relationship flourish, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You have to, you're going to show up eventually. The real you shows up, right? Yeah. Sometimes you can't hide it. We all have bad days or bad moments. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, you know, I don't want the the um, audience to think that this is an overnight thing. You know, mm-hmm. it took me a long time to figure this out. You know, I've been in business for five years, but I've been in the legal industry for 21, I think, 21 yeah. to 20, going on 22. And so you meet a lot of personalities. Attorneys come from every shape and size uh, as far as personality goes. I'm not even talking about physical. Um, <laughs> male or female, no discrimination yeah. there. They're alike just the same. And, you know, you like everything else in life, you'll get your good apples, you get your bad apples. And, and, and maybe they're not good or bad apples. I think really, honestly, you're just meeting them at a very difficult time in their life. They're probably struggling with something. They're probably a lot under a lot of stress, um, trying to figure out how to be a business owner, plus a lawyer, plus get the clients, plus, you know, take care of their employees. It's a lot. It's a lot for mm-hmm. one human to undertake. Um, and it's not something that's taught in law schools. And we forget that. My conversation with Harry went on longer than expected. So we went ahead and we divided this episode into two parts. Thank you for listening to part one. Do you see decline in productivity, lack of motivation, or even high turnover at the law firm? This is probably because there is a lack of tools and training. Maybe you are seeking to enhance your skills and knowledge. Look no further than Edarosa LLC, your premier provider of law firm staff training services and legal education for all legal professionals. At Edarosa LLC, we understand the importance of continuous learning in the legal field. That's why we offer comprehensive training programs designed to empower your team with the latest legal insights and strategies. Adarosa speaks both lawyer and paralegal, which provides her with the edge you need to get your staff where they need to be. Whether you are looking to sharpen your skills, stay up to date on industry trends, Adarosa LLC has the resources you need to succeed. Our flexible training programs can be customized to fit your firm's unique needs and schedule, ensuring minimal disruption to your day-to-day operations. 
say goodbye to outdated training methods and hello to cutting edge legal education with Edarosa LLC. Contact us today to learn more about how we can help you and your firm thrive in today's ever-changing legal landscape. Click the link below and schedule your 15-minute chat today.